Welcome to Side of the Desk Podcast, hosted by Fidelity Jobs and the Fidelity's Women's Leadership Group. We're here today to have deep discussions on the authentic experience of being a working professional in today's ever-changing workforce. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Vara, and I'm here today with my co-host, Lucy. Hi there. For many of us, we're thinking about giving back to our communities and donating time and resources to the causes that we care about the most. In that spirit, we're super excited to be joined here today by one of our associates in Fidelity Charitable, Larissa Barr. Larissa is here on the phone with us to help demystify philanthropy for us, talk about her personal experiences with charitable giving and making an impact, and to teach us ideas and strategies for developing a more defined and purposeful approach to giving back. Welcome, Larissa. Hi, thanks for having me. So Larissa, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how long you've been at Fidelity and what your role involves? So I started with Fidelity right out of college and that was a little over seven years ago. So I've been here for a while. My current role is Senior Marketing Manager for Fidelity Charitable. And so in a nutshell, what that means is I look for opportunities to educate individuals and financial advisors on the importance of strategic charitable giving. Great. And about how long have you been in that role? So I've technically been in my current role since August, but I've been with Fidelity Charitable for the length of my career. My first role with Fidelity Charitable was actually in our phones group in Boston. And in 2014, Fidelity Charitable announced that they were going to transition its Boston office to North Carolina. And so I raised my hand for the adventure. And you could say that I traded seafood for barbecue. (laughs) I love that. And as our organization continued to grow, I was able to move into a marketing role. So it's really interesting to look back and think I've held six roles, five of them in marketing and counting one lateral move across two locations. So Larissa, can you tell us what Fidelity Charitable is? Fidelity Charitable is an independent public charity and truly what our mission is to help individuals think about their charitable giving like they do with their finances in a more strategic or thoughtful way. We're actually one of America's largest charities and the largest sponsor of donor advised funds. And now I typically get an eyebrow raise when I say donor advised funds. So I will quickly get through kind of what that is. But what we offer is called the giving account, a donor advised fund, which basically is like a charitable investment account. You can make tax deductible contributions, invest those contributions so it can potentially grow tax free and then you're able to recommend which charities receive money from the giving account. How did you decide to join Fidelity Charitable? That's a great question. And can I be honest with you? I didn't really know much about Fidelity Charitable before I worked there. What I did know was that I wanted to work for an organization making an impact. So think about another nonprofit or a for-profit that worked in the social impact sector. I studied communications in college, so ultimately I wanted to work that in too. And so, as I said before, I didn't start off in marketing, but I was hopeful that my experience in the phones group would translate to another role or another company. That's great. Yeah, definitely a really good story about mobility and how you've been able to transition some of your skills from working over in a phone site over into marketing. Mm What was your motivation to do something that was so mission-based? Sure. So 
I would say as far as motivations go, my inner desire to work for a mission-driven company came out of work I did in college and ultimately my faith. I was exposed to some nonprofits during college, including UNICEF, and I would say I had this aha moment where I wanted to make a difference, but I wanted to make sure I had this kind of struggle where I had to make sure that my time and my money was aligned with this thought and mission, and no one was going to do that for me. I started a UNICEF Campus Initiative Club my junior year in college, and then in my senior year, I was a resident assistant for freshmen on a community service floor. So through both of these experiences, um, I put on large-scale events for the university so that others would be exposed to the great needs that exist in the world and for them to be able to identify ways that they can actually help. That's so great. I feel like a lot of people, you hear that too, that people start to get their sense of what are the causes they care about when they're in college and they start to kind of get a better grasp on that because you have now, you know, you're not just volunteering for different for, you know, credit or something like that in school, but you're actually volunteering with causes that mean a lot to you. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's definitely great. And I think that there's so much that goes into philanthropy. And I think Larissa, you've told us a little bit about this behind the scenes, but, you know, I think when we hear the word philanthropy, it's a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, I don't know, the, the millennial term would be bougie, right? Like, so yeah. <laughs> what, what would you consider to be philanthropy and like how can maybe a younger person customize philanthropy to make sense with what they have and how they are thinking about their missions? So I definitely agree. Philanthropy, philanthropists, they're very intimidating words and seem like they're just reserved for those who are giving millions or billions of dollars away. So think about Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Mark Zuckerberg. It wasn't until my time at Fidelity Charitable that I discovered philanthropy's simplest definition. So if you actually look up the Greek origin of philanthropy, it means love of mankind. So I would say when you think of philanthropy in that sense, of really helping others, you absolutely should consider yourself as a philanthropist if you're giving your time, talent, or treasure big or small. And philanthropy to me personally also means not making giving an afterthought. Mm -hmm. So if it resonates with you, you should figure out how to make it part of your daily life. It doesn't have to be defined in one activity or donation. That's great. So what would you say really are What are those specific ways you can be a philanthropist? So there's a lot of different approaches to philanthropy. One is what I see with other millennials. They're using their voices on social media platforms. You probably see it on Facebook, on Instagram, and really trying to be working kind of advocacy efforts. And they're also using purchasing power for brands whose mission aligns with their own. So I know for kind of my own, uh, when I go to make purchases, I typically look and see if the company does good or if they have, if they're socially responsible. But that's just one way. So, of course, making monetary donations continues to be one of the greatest ways to support charitable causes. And especially at this time of year, Giving Tuesday just passed, and you've probably received lots of year-end solicitations from various nonprofits. Um, But even if you don't have a lot of money, perhaps you're paying down student loans or saving for a down payment on a house, there are other ways to increase your impact. I would say it's about making what you have count. So another way of using your network 
So I've had friends over the past few years use Facebook and Instagram, so going back to that, to host virtual fundraisers for their birthdays, for other holidays. And you probably have that friend, or maybe you are that friend, who runs uh, races or bike rides hosted by various nonprofits. So that's a nice way to share what matters to you. And on a similar note, you can start or join a giving circle. So for those of us who don't know, who may not be uh, as in the know for charitable, what exactly is a giving circle? So a giving circle, an easy way to think about it is it's a group of people who pledge to donate time or resources collectively so that you can multiply your impact. So I would say it's a great way to connect with like-minded people and think about how you can actually create change in your local community. That's great. And it's been interesting to see, too, how that whole philanthropy marketing in general has really just taken shape. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was even thinking the other day someone was talking about, as it relates to climate change and whatnot, being sustainable with your gift wrap and everything and you know you think about all the paper that's wasted around the holidays and people are trying to find new and kind of innovative ways to gift versus doing a bunch of wrapping paper that you ultimately just tear up and throw away so that's Mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting not that it's it makes a huge impact but I think even just doing little things like that you just know that you're kind of you're helping mankind in general Mm -hmm. Is, is nice, and, and that's just become much more motivating, I think, in recent years and prevalent. I wonder, too, if there's ways that, as we think about giving time, are there things that people can do to give time when maybe they don't have either financial resources or mm-hmm. maybe they don't have access to something like a giving circle? What, what else right. could someone do? Yeah, I mean, I think... Volunteering is always something that's valuable for a nonprofit, but I would say it's becoming increasingly popular to do what's called skills-based volunteering. And so the difference between kind of your, your normal volunteering where maybe you're going into a food shelter and sorting perhaps canned goods, which is very important for the nonprofit, there's another way with skills-based, inve- skills-based volunteering where you're actually leveraging your skills and talent to benefit the infrastructure of nonprofits. So think about the skills that you might use in your day job or skills that you use at home. Um, Really, it's about thinking about what you do well and how you can apply that for a nonprofit to help them. And I'm sure that's really valuable, too, for people who are trying to build up a portfolio of skills where maybe they're also looking for a new career move, too. Maybe in your case, Lars, I don't know if this is accurate, but maybe marketing is something that you could have learned through skills-based volunteering and built a portfolio through that while you were in a role like uh, our phone centers. Definitely. That's so awesome. So how do you decide really what organizations to give back to? I know we've talked a little bit about, you know, personal passions, about having skills and applying those. And, you know, I can imagine for example, if you're really into writing, you could volunteer for some sort of ESL type of program or other literacy mm-hmm. type of initiatives. But particularly for younger professionals who, like we've talked about, limited time, limited resources, how do they, how would you, what would you recommend them doing to basically decide what organizations they want to give to? That's a great question. 
this isn't a common practice, but what I like to do and what we kind of promote here at Fidelity Charitable for our donors to take advantage of is to actually stop and think about your values and align your giving with that. So what we do here is sometimes we help donors create what's called a mission statement. And what that means is it's a roadmap for your giving. So it's, it enables you to sit back and think about what are my values, what's important to me, knowing that I have such limited time and resources, and what do I want to accomplish, say, in a given time frame. And what that allows you to do is to set up goals and make sure that what you're doing is aligning with that. Because we know that as we get older, we're not going to get more time. And as we get older, we might accumulate more wealth. But again, it's important to understand where we want to make the most impact, and this allows you to do that. I think that's so interesting because, quite frankly, I, I think that is, at least for me, that was never something I even really considered. You know, I mean, I guess you think about the causes you care about, but it's not, you're not necessarily, you don't have a strategic approach to volunteering or giving. It's about just like, you know, giving back. But I think it's so true. And I've seen more recently friends who've adopted that mentality as well. Just they're really, they care so much about animals. And I see my family, like various family members who have certain things they really care about and they invest so much time and energy. And that's really their sole focus. But they've been able to make such an impact and make that such a part of their life. So it's not, they're not Mm -hmm. spreading themselves thin around like, you know, which I think you can do. It's great. Regardless of wherever you donate time or money, I think that's however you do that is wonderful, but I think it's particularly interesting now to see this shift to, okay, you know what? I'm going to pick a couple of charities that really mean a lot to me and dedicate fully my time and energy into those so that they know I really Mm -hmm. care about them and it's clear. Very thoughtful approach. Mm -hmm. And something I'd add is it can change and evolve over time. So what you were mentioning before about family members wanting to perhaps Um, help out in kind of the the animal sector, Mm -hmm. and that can change. So you might be passionate about animals today, but then in a couple of years, perhaps your focus evolves into financial literacy. That's completely okay. It's not, again, meant to be daunting, but truly makes you think about what matters to you most in that moment. Totally. That's great. So it definitely makes you be more thoughtful about your giving And something that I should add is that just because you're passionate about something today, so maybe it is animal rights, it can and should evolve over time. So that's completely okay. Mm -hmm. It's not meant to be daunting, but it truly makes you think about what matters to you most in kind of today's world. That's great. So tell us, we want to hear more about you and how you've been able really to contribute to the community and, and causes you care about while working at Fidelity. There are actually quite a few ways that um, I would say Fidelity has really helped me to kind of bring forward my own philanthropic journey. One of the ways, of course, is Fidelity Cares, who runs the volunteering efforts here at Fidelity. They have helped me to get hands-on in the community, and like you mentioned before, through skills-based volunteering. I actually have a really neat story about how Fidelity, and specifically Fidelity Charitable, has helped me um, in this area. For the past couple of years, our Board of Trustees has dedicated $100,000, so $25,000 respectively, for four nonprofits that are recommended by associates. We call it the Make More of a Difference Challenge. And so we get to recommend a nonprofit, whether it be local or national, and share why we think the nonprofit is deserving. Our peers get to vote through a few rounds, 
until four winners are chosen. So you may remember in 2017 that there were multiple hurricanes that brought catastrophic damage to Texas and throughout the Caribbean. Well, this hit very close to home because my mom and her side of the family all live in Puerto Rico. Thankfully, they were safe. Um, they had shelter and they had access to food, um, but they didn't have power for nine months and that was really hard. But many others were far off worse. They either had to perhaps move from the island or they just didn't have access to hot meals. World Central Kitchen, a nonprofit founded by Chef Jose Andres, actually came to the island immediately after the hurricane. And what their mission is, is to serve hot meals um, immediate, as immediate relief to disaster-stricken communities. And they also help with long-term sustainability, especially for farmers who contribute to the island's food source. And so what was amazing is that I was able to, no to nominate this nonprofit uh, fairly immediately after what had happened on the island. And I was surprised and really amazed to see that the nonprofit, um, I was able to award them with $25,000, and I was actually able to do it on my birthday. That's an amazing birthday gift. That's so cool. It was the best birthday gift ever. Huh. That's awesome. So I think that's a really great segue into our next question. So as we think about companies in general and maybe companies that have an impact or a social mission to them, what benefits should employees or prospective employees be considering when they think about their employers? I would strongly encourage employees to take a look at the benefits that their employer provides. So as you probably know, here at Fidelity, they're very generous with charitable matching when it's related to um, giving away money. I've actually been able to give up to 50% more to charities because of what Fidelity matches. So that's been very impactful for me. And I know other companies also tend to offer um, some sort of kind of monetary matching program. And volunteering is also, of course, a huge way for employees to give back. So various companies, they may, just like here, they may allow you to kind of um, go out and give back in the community with peers, or they might actually have specific days where um, you get to have a day off and go volunteer for a nonprofit that means a lot to you. So I think both of those are great ways for employers to help employees make more of a difference. And if your company doesn't offer either of these benefits, I would recommend to use your voice. Employers are always looking for ways to differentiate themselves and to be able to boost employee engagement. And we know that charitable giving is a great way to do that. So again, just speak up and use your voice. That's awesome. So maybe to recap and just tie everything all together, it sounds like there's a few ways that people can really think about giving back to their communities. And they can also use their employers to help give back, whether it's through skills-based volunteering that might be offered through a company mm -hmm. like Fidelity or another firm, um, whether it's through donor matching or giving clubs, or if there might be other opportunities as well. Yeah, and I think sharing with your friends and family and through social media is such an impactful way now to raise visibility around causes that you care about. And I think it's a really good platform for that. And it's made, I think, you know, giving in general just a lot more feasible and, you know, yeah, overall easy. 
Definitely. And Lucy, I know personally, I've seen uh, you utilizing your social media for that. So it's awesome to hear success stories in the hallway about how you've been able to utilize it. Um, So really cool. Yeah. No, it was been interesting. I raised some money for a nonprofit that I'm involved with. And it was incredible how even just posting on Instagram, people were so immediately new. And I had people that donated that I hadn't talked to in years and you know they didn't reach out to me but I saw they donated to my page and I was like wow so that was a really amazing thing. That's awesome. Yeah it was really a neat thing. Giving can be so personal and sometimes you don't tend to share it because you're not sure if what other people would think about it but just like you said I think people tend to rally around how like what you think and how you want to make more of a difference and so I would encourage other people to do the same right just kind of use your platforms and share how you're making a difference and I'm sure people want to support you totally and I think you can really be that motivating force too and you don't realize it for others around I knew just from my experience in fundraising for this school in Africa that I'm really involved with people came out of the woodwork around causes that they cared about and were telling me stories about initiatives that they'd been working on or other fundraising that they were doing and why it was personal to them. So it was really, it was an amazing thing. Lucy and Larissa, you two are my charitable catalysts. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Nice buzzword. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Larissa. Honestly, it sounds like there's a ton to think about, especially with us being in the thick now of giving season. I know I've certainly changed my thoughts around what it means to give back. We really reflect on this past year and everything we're grateful for. Here at Side of the Desk, we're grateful to our faithful listeners and for having the opportunity to share amazing stories like Larissa's and experiences with all of you. Thank you for listening to this Side of the Desk episode, and thank you to our recording studio and editors who make our episodes possible. For more information about working at Fidelity, check out fidelitycareers.com.